golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get my way. The boys and me got big NASA going. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on ESPN 1080. Listen to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G along with... The best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Rich Bianco, looking a little growly over there at the microphone, Rich B. Did you not bring home the bacon this you week? Know, it's tough to play golf at a very high level, you know, when it's time. You know, it's not an easy game ever, and uh, and, and it brings out the worst and the best in you. Some, uh, you know, and let's compare it to like Dave Damesworth playing at the Bay Hill. You know, as the North Florida section representative, he gets invited. There's only one player that gets invited from the section, and uh, he won last year. Uh, and, you know, that, that'll that give you an idea. Uh, last year, I did say that, right? So, you know, it's been at least six months and, since he has uh, actually competed. Gearing up for You know, in the breakout, your, fir- your first tournament of the year is Bay Hill. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't play that well. I know he's a better player than that, but congratulations to Dave. Uh, and, and Tiger. Yeah. Tiger that? Woods. That was awesome. Wow, we were there. That was awesome. All day, Sunday. Right Best there tournament. by the side of the green as he sank the putt. Probably more critical watching that Where? shot come into the green on 18. Uh, you were by 18 green? Oh, yeah. You know it. And uh, along with a host of a zillion photographers. And one guy who fell into the bunker on the left-hand side as Tiger's hitting just before he hits his approach shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Sometimes they just have too many people uh, inside the ropes, especially it's around eighteen. The troop. Uh, was the troop. I have never seen the crowds. Uh, Saturday, not so bad. Sunday, unbelievable. Uh, you know, once again proving Tiger moves the needle. Say whatever people have said, but uh, you know there were thousands of people around that eighteenth green and up the fairway. It looked like Arnold Palmer days. Speaking and of how Arnold, fitting. speaking of Arnold, I mean he was uh, he was all shook up. Uh, his blood pressure went crazy. They had to uh, postpone the uh, tr- uh, the trophy. Um, uh, yeah, give uh, give away. Well, they, anyway, they well, they gave the trophy ceremony, yeah. but but Arnold wasn't there to give his official hug and handshake, and and it wasn't missing. But all is good now. Uh, yeah. Just a little you know a little blip on the screen, and uh, apparently was back to work on. On Tuesday, so so all is good. And our main man from the Sentinel was there, blow by blow, all week, uh, writing and tweeting, and we go now you know to got, Jeff I've, Shane. I've got a great qu- question for Jeff. Come on, well, give we're going to bring him in right now. Our man, Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. Hey, Jeff. How are you, Jeff? I've got a question for you now. Uh, I know this is not golf related, but your your soccer team from the U.S. didn't qualify for the Olympic Games. Yes. Yes, heartbreaker. And oh, if you that's watch just the, pathetic. If you just... watch the tying goal, 
as the as the father of a budding goalkeeper myself, that the the the, the way that the, the ball just kind of slipped in off his hands, just it makes your heart sink the way that happened. Oh, that's just too bad. I mean, they won't be at the Olympics. That's just crazy. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's good to hear from you, Jeff. What uh, what do you yes. think about this whole deal here uh, <laughs> over there? Where do at, we uh, start? Well, I, I suppose you start where everybody else starts. Where, where Tiger, you know, put together the type of win that you expected from him in 2009 or 2008, although he had to sink putts for those, but uh, that, that he walked around on a Sunday and, and just kind of played the, the, the safe, efficient game and, and let everybody else stumble over themselves trying to catch up. That, that's the way he used to win back in the Halcyon days, and that's the way he won on Sunday. Well, won um, decisively by five strokes. I think as we looked on the leaderboard late Saturday night in the press room, uh, you would have to say there probably weren't other than Graham McDowell, uh, remotely Ernie Els, and in a blue moon, maybe Ian Poulter, who could have made a run at Tiger on Sunday, and then Graham coming out of the out of the box and doubling one. Tiger must have been feeling pretty good. I, well, I think that that a lot of us, you know, in the in the uh, army that was marching around behind him, you know, kind of looked at each other and said to ourselves, "Okay, the margin is three. This is going to be really boring." the rest of the way because Tiger, unless he came up some sort of, you know, weird, bizarre mistake, uh, he was just going to play to the center of the green, make his pars, force everybody else to take some risks, and uh, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, there, it, was, it was a very safe, efficient final round. Uh, Graham McDowell had his, had his bunker woes. He actually, you know, hit the ball pretty well, except for, you know, when he got it in the bunker. If, if, uh, if he would have avoided the bunkers, we might have had a little bit of a, uh, a more interesting final round. But there was just there was nobody that was going to be able to make a run on Sunday. Now, of course, this is a huge win, especially with the Masters next week. Uh, but in the scheme of things, with Rory and Luke Donald and Lee Westwood out of the picture, does that you know is this diminish the win at all? I don't think so. A, a win is a win. Uh, the, 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 the Arnold Palmer Invitational was the, the second highest rank for Florida Swing Tournaments. Uh, obviously, when you have a World Golf Championships event, that goes to number one. All 50 of uh, the top 50 in the world were there. But the, the second highest rated tournament in terms of world ranking points available was the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, it, it had more than transitions, not not by much, but a little bit more. And then, uh, oddly enough, even though you had McElroy and, and Westwood and, and those guys and Tiger at uh, at Honda, it, it came in third So uh, of, of the non-World Golf Championship events. So I, I don't think that there's uh, really any sort of asterisk to put up against uh, uh, against Tigers, when you take a look at that leaderboard, and you know maybe Luke Donald wasn't there, maybe Rory McIlroy wasn't there, but Ernie Els was there, Ian Poulter was there, uh, Bubba Watson was there for for, uh, for quite a while. In fact, I think he still finished fourth. Uh, so there were some definite names that were chasing him on the leaderboard, just nobody could catch him. Well, and I think a lot of people were rooting for Ernie on Sunday morning, um, you know, just hoping that he would get uh, a hot putter, get over those putting woes, and and um, make his way into the Masters. 
and uh, I, it was it was kind of painful to to watch the the short missed putts get him again, and and you almost think that that. When Ernie gets in a situation like this now, you, at least the thought, thought has crossed my mind: Is he trying too hard? Is, is he almost gripping the putter too tight and, and, and being a little stiff in his swing or in his putting stroke? Because uh, it, it just it, it looks a little bit like a jab sometimes, and, and uh, as well as he hits the ball, um, it's just really really hard to watch when he's got a five footer and it, and it lifts out. Well, Tiger, you know, it, I think everybody just just super uh, super excited with the way the tournament finished. Great for Orlando, great for Bay Hill. Graham McDowell quoted as saying the course was playing major esque. Uh, you know, again, just kudos all the way around for the course, the conditions, and Tiger, you know, seems uh, to be in that zone, just amazing control of his golf swing, shaping shots. I watched him for an hour Sunday morning, I'm warming up, and, uh, you know, is, is this, is this Tiger back? Like the old Tiger back? What do you think? <laughs> I guess that's still the unanswered question i've always said that you know that's when tiger is able to to groove his swing he'll be able to win golf tournaments the question is you know can he run off a couple golf tournaments in a row and will he have it on the right week to win a major and and we've we've seen you know kind of the next step in the progression he he had to he had to contend and then he had to to win and 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 now it's question can he can he win multiple tournaments and can he win major tournaments and it just so happens that the next one is eligible for both multiple and major pose uh the competition i still think is so much better that even if tiger tiger's efficiency gets back to where it was he's still not going to win six times a year because the other guys are, are definitely going to give him a run for his money i I find it interesting how, you know, with Tiger's win, uh, you know, everybody has kind of jumped on the Tiger's going to win the Masters bandwagon, and we've forgotten that Rory McIlroy hasn't finished out of the top five, but once since the PGA Championship. He won just three weeks ago at the Honda Classic, and two weeks ago he was second, uh, or, uh, or, no, he wasn't second, because Level Watson was second, he was third, at the Cadillac, so I don't think Rory has lost anything in the last two weeks sitting idle. And how about so, a guy named Luke Donald and a guy named Phil Mickelson? I mean, I, you're absolutely right. Everybody is just the floodgates are open, and it's all Tiger, Tiger, Tiger now. And and that's that's kind of the danger of, of you know when when Tiger was going to to win his next tournament, whenever it was. It, it, you know, it so happened to be last weekend, but. Everybody was going to jump on the okay, the old Tigers back bandwagon, and I'm not saying he can't win Masters. I'm saying he's not the only guy that can win the Masters. I, I think McElroy's pretty right up there, uh, and, and and certainly if you go over six months, he's got, he's had the more consistent body of work. Luke Donald still has to get kind of over his majors hump, but he's going to go in with his game finally coming together at the right time, and we haven't even. You know, mentioned some of the others that have been playing really well. Bubba Watson has two top fives from the Florida swing. Justin Rose played well throughout the Florida swing, even though he's the only guy that played all four Florida stocks plus the Tavistock Cup. You know, he does, he definitely deserved to sleep in on, on Monday and maybe even yesterday. But, uh, he's playing well too. There, there are a lot of guys that are, that are going to Augusta National with their games in pretty darn good shape. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Jeff, this has to have been one of the more exciting Florida swings we've seen in a long time with Rory winning Honda and Luke winning transitions. Yeah, I, I think it was it was quality up and down the line. Tiger gets his first win uh, since uh, since taking the hiatus two years ago. Uh, Rory wins, goes to number one. Two weeks later, Luke wins, takes it back from Rory, and we we leave out an exciting Doral tournament. Watson uh, and and Justin Rose were kind of the guys playing Survivor at the end, but uh, uh, Justin Rose, you know, played very very consistently on that Sunday in some very tricky conditions, and and yet you know still Bubba Watson had that chance to win, you know, with with a decent chip and putt uh, at, at 18, or at least send it to a playoff. So uh, there was no weak link in the Florida swing. Let's talk a little bit about this Bud Cowley, who finished tied for fourth, uh, who's a Floridian uh, from Daytona Beach, lives in Jacksonville, I believe. Um, pretty interesting story about him. Uh, came out on tour after playing at, uh, I believe, Alabama in 2011, and one was, is one of a very small handful of of players who actually earned their way onto the tour uh, by making over $700,000 in eight starts last year. Yeah, there are only seven guys who have gone straight from college to a PGA tour card and done it on exemptions without having to go to Q school, Bud Cauley being the seventh, and then two of the others are, are Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. I don't have the complete list in front of me, but it is you know a heck of a, of a, of a short list there. And Cauley uh has he hasn't played poorly. I mean he's had a couple of top uh you know, top twenty finishes uh, on the West Coast swing and such, but it really started to come together for him at Bay Hill. Uh he played very steady, very consistent, and then on Sunday he, he was able to shoot sixty eight and move himself up the leaderboard to uh, to put himself in that tie for fourth. So uh turning now to the first major of the year for the LPGA, the Kraft Nabisco, which will start tomorrow. Uh, who do you see? Uh, of course, Yanni Sang, and again, somebody who, you know, I think uh, just is not getting the credit that's due her, uh, given uh, her extraordinary, extraordinary play. Three wins already this year. But how do you see uh, the Nabisco shaping up? Well, I, I think, you know, everybody is, is kind of got one eye on Yanni, kind of like the way it was with, with Tiger, uh, in, 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 during his, during his highest days. Uh, Yanni, you go back, you know, over the last 12 months, and, uh, you know, not even 12 months, really nine months, starting with the, with the late great State Farm Classic at the beginning of June. She has won nine of her last 19 LPGA starts, and you throw in two more wins that were in non-LPGA events overseas. So that's 11 wins in a nine-month span. Um, she's done it several different ways. She, she came from behind amidst the rain and the wind and the lightning and the hail in Phoenix two weeks ago, and then last week she just kind of walked away with a six-shot win uh, at the Kia Classic. Um, she, you take a look at the, at the world rankings. It surprised me. I don't, I don't think this ever happened to Tiger. You look at the world rankings. The gap between Yanni Tang and number two, Na Yun Choi, is larger than the gap between number two, Na Yun Choi, and the very last name on the list at number 766. Whoa. She, she has more than doubled 
Nyon's points. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Well, we've got kind of a couple of people we need to keep our eyes on, of course, uh, from South Florida, the phenoms of Morgan Pressel, who, of course, was 13 when she became the youngest to play in the U.S. Women's Open, and, of course, uh, Coral Springs' Lexi Thompson, who will be playing. They're actually uh, going to be in the same par- pairing tomorrow. Yeah, that, that'll be good. A little nice South Florida pairing. Uh, hard to believe, but uh, this is the fifth year anniversary of Morgan Pressel becoming the youngest women's major winner in history, making all those birdies down the stretch uh, on that Sunday uh, over at Mission Hill. So it's hard to believe it's been five years, but she's she's uh, playing uh, playing a lot better. She she switched coaches, went, uh, left Martin Hall after many many years working with Martin, and now works with with Gary Gilchrist uh, out at Mission Inn over in Howie in the Hills. And uh, I think Gary has done a good job in getting her to. Uh, stop chasing length, stop chasing distance, and embrace her strengths. And I think that it's, it's, it's really helped her become A, more consistent, and B, get into the mix a little bit more. Now, you know, Mission Hills is most years a bomber's course, and, and, and so that's going to leave the shorter hitters like Morgan a little bit behind, but, but I think she's become a much more consistent player in the, in the last uh, year or thereabout. Lexi, it'll be interesting to see, uh, See what she does now. Uh, now that she is kind of back there, and and you know she does she doesn't have eyes on her as an amateur junior curiosity. She's a full fledged uh, LPGA professional, and uh, and and she does have the length where she uh, should be able to compete uh, this week. Well, it's going to be great to uh, to see the best of the LPGA teeing it up for their first major. And before we let you go, uh, we do have the Shell Houston Open. Coming up this week before Augusta, and uh, some pretty interesting players in the mix: Steve Stricker, Phil Mickelson, of course. Graham McDowell will be there. Hunter Mahan, and a little bit of pressure on Ernie Els. What do you think? Uh, probably, probably quite a bit of pressure uh, on Ernie Els. Um, and now, you know, it's kind of a much more clear-cut thing. It's not well, you know, if I finish third and. And Charles Howell doesn't play a good Sunday, and Jim Furyk doesn't do that well. You know, maybe I can finish third. I could definitely get in if I finish second. Oh, it's just you win, you get the last spot. If you don't win, enjoy the week off. And uh, and and I think that uh, you know the whole golf world seemed to me last week. You know, even though they were watching Tiger and admiring Tiger and, and, and cheering for him. You know, everybody kind of still kept an eye on Ernie on the leaderboard, and and as his name kind of went up and down, uh, depending on the the day and the time of day, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't find anybody that was not you know deep down pulling for Ernie to find a way to get that Masters bid. But it's going to be it's it's going to be tough now because uh, it, it's it's all or nothing essentially. Uh, the good thing is, Ernie's playing really well. He's finished fourth and fifth in his last two events. And so, you know, he's, he's swinging the club well and he's putting himself in position, but he's got to find a way to get those clutch five footers to go in the hole and, and instead of lipping out. Uh, but, uh, it, 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 it's a good group. I mean, he's got to go up against Mickelson, McDowell, Stricker. Like you said, Lee Westwood is there. Egan Bradley is there. And my man, Corpo. Freddie Couples. Of course, I got to get my Freddie Couples <laughs> plug in. Freddie playing for like the 18th time in the Shell Houston Open. You got to love that. Coming off his big win on the Champions Tour, Rich B. 
You know, you know, it's good to see him back. And you can't go very many shows without a mention of Freddie Couples. I'm sorry. I had to get it in there. That's all right. You know, uh, everybody loves Fred. But it's going to be a great weekend. And, uh, Jeff, we'll be seeing you next week up at Augusta. We'll all be up there for the uh, big golf writers uh, dinner and all the media awards. And we thank you for everything you do for the Golf Insiders and everything you do for the Orlando Sentinel, one of the mine. best in the biz. I got my Jeff Shane. Thanks much, guys. All right. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 1080 ESPN. We've got Tiger Woods press conference from Bay Hill coming up next. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Winter Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release at impact and increase your distance with the full release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers or buy online now at FieldGolf.net. That's FieldGolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local Golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Are you happy with your website? Do you need new business cards, brochures, or promotional materials? Then you need GMSImage.com. GMSImage.com provides creative marketing concepts and dynamic graphic design. GMSImage.com is quick and responsive and will deliver your project on time and within your budget. Visit GMSImage.com. 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 321-303-9684. 321-303-9684. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggles blue. We're back to Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. Awesome tournament, Rich. Congratulations, Tiger is back. And, boy, do we have... An amazing Masters teeing itself up. Next and week, we'll both be there. We've got... We might have to have a- Dave the Engineer take over for us. <laughs> we've got the Monday after the Masters, Tuck and O'Neill. 
Make sure you register your team if you want to play this year at the uh, Shingle Creek. Absolutely. Uh, Shingle Creek, and uh, boy, they put on a real good show. Great, great time. And uh, it's always fun to go over there and beat up on uh, Mike Tuck and Jerry O'Neill. Who doesn't like doing that? Yes, we will uh, have our A games for that. But uh, we were in the press conference post Bay Hill when we got a cup of Tiger's Joy. And we like to. one cool customer in that press room, isn't he? We're going to play that for our listeners right now. Uh, I'd like to welcome Tiger Woods, the 2012 champion of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. This is your seventh win here and your 72nd on the PGA Tour. You want to talk about your initial uh, reactions to the win, and then we'll have a few questions. It was pure joy. It was tough today. It was tough conditions out there, man. It was wind was whipping out there. It was changing directions and intensities. Arnold did a hell of a job of getting these greens fast, and uh, they were baked out, and uh, some of the hardest pins I've, I've ever seen here. I don't know what the average score was today, but it certainly wasn't anywhere near par. Uh, it was it was a tough day. You know, it was a, a day of uh, attrition. You just got to hang in there and just keep hitting fairways and greens. And um, <clears throat> There weren't going to be a lot of birdie opportunities out there, but when you had them, uh, I just felt like I had to take advantage of it. Hey, Tiger. Uh, congratulations uh, today. Just talk a little bit about, uh, I know, you know, what does this do to you psychologically? I know you've been talking about the process and the progress and whatnot, but can you, now that you have won this, you know, with Sean's teachings and whatnot and taking this forward, what kind of a leap is this for you and where can this take you, do you think? Yeah, this is my second win, so it felt good. Um, you know, this is just a, our, our progression. We're just kind of headed in the same, same direction. Um, it's been, I've, I've gotten better. And that's uh, that's the main thing is that if you look at my my results, you know I was <clears throat> had the lead in, in Australia, um, had the lead in Abu Dhabi. I was there in contention at, at Pebble, and I was in contention, uh, contention at, at the Honda. You know I was I've been close for a number of tournaments now, and um, it was just a matter of just staying the course and staying patient, keep working on fine tuning what we're doing, and here we are. Tiger, what's, uh, what's been the toughest part about getting back to your area? Has it been the, the mental aspect of it over the last two years or the injuries, combination of both? Oh, it's by far the injuries because you can't practice. You know, I, I haven't been able to put in the time. Um, can't make a swing change um, and make all the adaptations we need to make unless I can practice. And I haven't been able to do that. So being on the sideline most of last year was, was tough. Um, and uh, you know, finally started showing signs towards the end of the year in Australia, and then moving forward. So it's been good. Robert, uh, congratulations. Um, Joey said that uh, after you hit the shot in Taipei, you looked at him and you said something, "Yeah," and you were pretty pumped up. Talk about that. You know the, the emotions. You know you've hit it on the green. You know you're going to win this tournament. Just the relief of getting here again. It's been obviously. On the official PGA Tour, it's been 30 months. Just the relief of being here again. Well, it just feels good. I mean, as I said, it's just pure joy. You know, um, the tournament wasn't over until I hit the ball in green. Um, we've seen what's happened this year with leagues. So, uh, it's a, a hole that we're just trying to hit the ball over the left somewhere, and somewhere around pin high. Anything on dry line is good. And uh, once that was accomplished, the tournament was over. So. Um, that's when I was, it was nice to be able to celebrate. And, and after that, knowing that <clears throat> all to do is just stay upright and uh, the terminal was over. Steve Benegli, 
Tiger, what was the best shot you hit today? What was the most important shot you hit today if they weren't the same? Well, I hit a lot of good ones today. Uh, it was, I, I can't say that, that not one shot stood out because I, I, I hit, a, a, I thought a boatload of good ones. Uh, I had really good control of my ball all day. And I was shaping it both ways, changing my trash, and felt so comfortable. Um, yeah, if, if anything, it was going to be the par putt at 15. I think that was, that was an important putt because having it at three, potentially, you know, if I, three shots around here with these last three holes, he makes the eagle, I don't make, make you know, say if I soup it on 16 or soup it on 18, I mean, you, three shots is easy to make up, but four is a little bit different. Um, uh, for some reason, it just felt a little bit different. That's, um, it's pretty comforting knowing that uh, by par, you know, the last three holes, um, you know, he, he can't win. And uh, he's gonna have to make an eagle in there somehow. And that's just, of course, in the playoff. Tiger, congratulations again, man. Um, two quick ones. It sounded like that Joey was telling you during some of your tee shots, right leg, what was the swing thought going in there? And then yesterday in your press conference, you said when someone asked, do you feel like you have to win? You said, I don't feel like I have to win, but I want to win. Mm -hmm. Now that you're sitting up here with that trophy, was there a part of you that kind of felt like, yeah, I got to win this? No, I think that, uh, well, the right leg part was, um, it was just a trigger for me uh, as I go back. So uh, just making sure that uh, everything's everything's loaded so I can, I can push and drive and explode and control that, that rotation. So that, that was just a, a trigger we, we came up with uh, last night on the range. And uh, as far as needing to win, no, you don't need to win, you want to win. Uh, I think that's a, a misperception I think people get into. No, I have a, a desire to win, and that's why I enter these events, is to do that. And uh, ultimately, you know, this week was one of my weeks. Um, I think a lot of people are gonna be asking now is, okay, got the win. Um, where to from here? I was just wondering if you could kind of talk about how excited you are for the future. Lakava said you probably wish the Masters started tomorrow and, um, you know, you're ready to get back out there and mix it up. No, I, I still need some work. And it's going to be good to, to get a week off and uh, work on a few things. I enjoyed the, the progression we made this week. Each day there was, was a little bit of fine-tuning here and there, and we were able to make those adjustments, which was good. And especially with the conditions getting more difficult on the weekend. I was able to hit, uh, hit some really good shots the last two days. That's a very good sign going into Augusta. Tiger, there have been critics over the last couple of years who have said that you may never win again. After today, what would you say to those people? I lost my second win. Officially. <laughs> I got official world ranking points, didn't I? You can't win this one, can you? No, no. <laughs> Tiger, you've kind of, uh, kind of alluded to your confidence by the number of times you've been in contention in the last couple of months. but. What's the difference going into Augusta with a with a win like this compared with if you if you had one today? It's a good question. I've gone into Augusta with wins and without wins. Been looking for one week. Uh, just hopefully everything comes together for that one week. I understand how to play Augusta National, and it's just a matter of executing you know, the the game plan. It's a I made a couple little subtle changes out there, but um, overall the, the golf course is still basically the same. So um, I'm looking forward to it. This is a, a steady progression. This was was coming. I've been close a number of times. Um, basically since Australia, and just had to stay the course. We all knew that um, the things that you know we were working on were, were coming together and were starting to solidify because the golf ball was, wasn't was moving. It was just going so straight, ball flight so tight, and uh, the hardest adjustment that I've had to make is, is getting my, my distances. I'm just hitting the ball from it. I'm not used to hitting 
my my irons with some of the longer hitters. I haven't done that for over a decade. I went through a number a number of years where I, I lost a lot, but I was able to still hit my numbers. But I lost a lot of distance. I've gained all that back, and I'm one of the longer hitters out here on the tour again. So, which is nice. Tiger, congratulations. Uh, as you say, you felt that this was coming. Presumably, the timing is absolutely perfect, knowing that the Masters is just around the corner. Yeah, it's nice. It is nice. I've won here. Um, a few occasions going into Augusta, which has always been a good feeling. And uh, I still got some work to do, uh, but I'm excited about the things that we have accomplished. And it's the biggest signal to yourself or to the rest of the golfing world, because this this victory you're going to have to accept is going to resonate around the golfing world. Well, it's, it's for me personally, and that's just, um, why I play. I'm excited about, as I said, I'm excited about the things that we've been working on and to see it come together, you know, week in and week out, it's getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. Some of, the, some of you guys who follow me just about every round can, can see the changes. Uh, it's, it's been very good, and when push comes to shove today, when, when the wind was howling, I had to hit a lot of good shots, I did. It was, it was, it was good today. Tiger, so many wins in your career, but given what's transpired, what, where does this rank? It's not like winning a major championship or anything, but it certainly feels really good. It was nice to, to win here with... Um, Arnold's involvement in the tournament. Obviously, as you all know, that my two kids were born here. Without his his help and everything he's done uh, for the hospitals here, that you know, a, well, the majority of the, the tour players' kids have been born here. And we owe a lot to Arnold and obviously Dr. Alexander, who's here for what they've done. And this is uh, a very important tournament for a lot of us. Tiger, you said you didn't need the win, but uh, does it make you feel inside that the hard work has paid off? Is there a feeling of satisfaction? Absolutely. I just felt that I've been making steps in the right direction. It just hadn't shown up for you know, all four days yet. And uh, it's, I've been so close to putting it together. And, and Joey's been we've, been, we've been kind of going over this, and this is like, man, you've been a yard off you know, all year. You know, a yard here and a yard there, a yard here and a yard there. And it's just like, man, it feels like 65s and should be like the highest number I could possibly shoot a lot of times. But we're just like a yard here and a yard there. And I said, you know, just be patient. It's, it's coming. It's, uh, and then... Um, Today, when the wind blew like this, the bill will have that type of control. That, that feels good. Let's take our last one right over here. Hey, Tiger, uh, congratulations, first of all. Um, with apologies that are putting the cart in front of the horse, but can you put your head around the fact that you head into Augusta, of all places, that you can tie Jack for the ones you same number of ones? Yeah, well, that's that's nice, but I, I'm looking forward to one of the, the green jacket part of it. Tie Jack in that, in that regard. Um, you know, Jack's had just an amazing career, and he's won a, a bunch of tournaments. But uh, also, he's won more majors than anybody else either. So, um, I'm looking forward to my opportunities this year to this forum this year, and you know, hopefully, I can peak at the right times for all four of them. Tiger Woods at his press conference at Bay Hill Sunday after the big victory. Rich B, he was just hitting the ball. Pure into those conditions, uh, may have not been a major, may have not been quite the feeling of a major, but that golf course was playing tough on Sunday. You know, he is a horse for a course. You know, he does love Bay Hill. Obviously, he's won it seven times. The guy's a rock star. Let's just face it. Now, uh, judging by all the people in the press room after. I was part of the media. I had my media badge and the little people marching from one room into the next into uh, watch Tiger give his press conference. It's amazing. It's an industry, really, what he does for golf. 
And, and it, it's it's like a rock star. It really is. And hats off to our Orlando's own Sean Foley, who uh, is Tiger's swing coach, who now has quite a stable of players and is becoming quite the uh, heralded instructor of uh, now with uh, a stable of Hunter Mahan and Justin Rose and Boy, he's got uh, he's got a trifecta maybe in his pocket coming into Augusta. Could be could be very interesting for Sean Foley, and uh, he's he deserves a lot of the credit too because uh, there are plenty of people taking shots at him early on before uh, before Tiger bounced through all this. Yeah, that is a pretty big step. Now, if you're taking on a client like that. Yeah, a little pressure there, I would say, to take on Mr. Tiger Woods. But uh, we got a lot more to talk about. The Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN Orlando. We have Jason Sobel from the Golf Channel coming up next. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release at impact and increase your distance with the full-release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full-release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full-release, sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers, or buy online now at FieldGolf.net. That's FieldGolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local Golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Are you happy with your website? Do you need new business cards, brochures, or promotional materials? Then you need GMSImage.com. GMSImage.com provides creative marketing concepts and dynamic graphic design. GMSImage.com is quick and responsive and will deliver your project on time and within your budget. Visit GMSImage.com. 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 321-303-9684. 321-303-9684. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. We're back the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And, Rich, uh, we have one of the busiest guys 
in the press corps right now with us on the line. Very, very happy to have, uh, for the first time on the Golf Insiders, Jason Sobel from the Golf Channel with us. Hey, Jason, welcome. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on today. Hey, appreciate it. Um, you had a little exchange. We just finished playing Tiger's press conference from Sunday, and there was a little exchange between you and Tiger. So I'm going to ask you, is this uh, the first win or the second win for Tiger Woods officially <laughs> since his comeback? I, I, I call it the first win. He calls it the second win, and uh, the two of us have a difference of opinion on that, but that's okay. We can agree to disagree on that. Uh, I consider his win at the Chevron World Challenge back in December to be a Silly season victory over a field of only 17 other players and an unofficial PGA Tour event. He said he considers it an official win uh, because uh, he got world ranking points for it and, of course, because he doesn't want to diminish his own event, which he hosts out there. But uh, that said, he was also asked another question just a couple minutes later uh, after I'd asked him that one in which he was asked about his progress and how he's moving forward. And he, he talked about... Uh, the President's Cup, I believe the Australian Open he mentioned, and he mentioned Pebble Beach earlier this year, and he never really mentioned the Chevron World Challenge in there, so that leads me to think that maybe he doesn't exactly include it as much as uh, he wants us to believe. Yes, I uh, I would side with you on that one. Um, it was a, an interesting an interesting comment. Uh, so give us your thoughts of since Sunday. On uh, of course, it seems like Tiger Mania has broken out, and it's good for golf. It's good for the industry. And what uh, what an exciting tee up for the Masters next week. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, could we have had a better three month period over over the first? Uh, beginning part of this season to lead up to the Masters. Uh, we've got not only Tiger Woods winning now and seemingly on top of his game going into the Masters, but we've seen Phil Mickelson win. We've seen Rory McIlroy win. We've seen Luke Donald win. We've seen other really good players like Hunter Mayhem and Justin Rose uh, come away with victories. We've seen Kyle Stanley assert himself uh, and win a, a tournament already. Uh, we've seen so many really, really good players, and they're all... Uh, going to be, of course, in the Masters field, and they can all be uh, very big major factors uh, at Augusta National. So uh, I can't remember a time, maybe going back to uh, to 2001 when Tiger was going for the Tiger Slam, trying to win his fourth straight major championship, which, of course, he did that year. But uh, since then, I can't remember a run-up to the Masters that has been uh, more anticipated than this one is right now. And uh, speaking of run-up, someone who's sort of been already run over in Tiger's dust, I can't get no respect, Luke Donald, already, you know, seems to be uh, uh, an asterisk for the Masters. You know, don't count out Luke Donald. This guy's the number one player in the world. He seemingly finishes in top ten every single time he tees it up. Uh, last year, and Augusta National is not really a course that suits his game all that well, and yet last year he finished in a share of fourth place, chipped in for birdie on that final hole. And right now I can tell you that my list, and you know, I compile a list every year of, uh, of every player in the field. I rank them from top down to, bo- down to the bottom, and I wish I could come up with some interesting and different names for you, but right now at the top of my list, unless something changes, is some amalgamation of Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, and Luke Donald. But I, I don't necessarily see Luke Donald being on the bottom of that for some either. So uh, I think he's got a terrific chance going into the Masters. And uh, you're right, he's sort of the lost name in this whole thing because everybody's 
talking about the other guys, but I think Luke's uh, perfectly fine with flying in under the radar as just the number one ranked player in the world. Do you think we'll see someone like a Charles Schwartzel or somebody again under the radar who's going to uh, make it to the top of the leaderboard Sunday like last year? I have a sneaking suspicion we'll have one of two things happen. Either this is really anticipated with all these great players playing so well, and we get exactly that. And the four guys I just mentioned, and you can throw in Lee Westwood and Steve Stricker and Dustin Johnson, a few other top ten players, and all of them are in the mix on Sunday afternoon on the back nine, and we just have an epic Masters Sunday. Or we get the other side of the coin, which is uh, some guy that's under the radar that we're not talking about right now comes out of nowhere. Not that Charles Schwartzel came out of nowhere, because he's a fantastic player, and I wouldn't be surprised if Charles uh, contends once again this year. But uh, I could see some other player that no one's really talking about coming out of there and, and just asserting himself and going out and winning the green jacket this year. And there's so many candidates that uh, there's barely anybody. You take away some of the older past champions, and there's barely anybody that if you said to me, hey, this guy is going to be in contention and going to the back nine on Sunday, I would say, nah, I don't really see that happening. Because uh, quite frankly, I can see it from almost anybody. And I have a special place in my heart for Freddie Couples, as everyone knows here. So I'm always rooting for Freddie to maybe make one more show at the Masters. You think it's possible? A dark horse? Yes, I do. Uh, I think experience matters so much there. For him, it's all about his health. Uh, if he's if he's healthy, if his back doesn't hurt, if he's motivated, if he's into it, and Freddie, you know, I, I won't say that... Uh, that he gives up, certainly, uh, you know, and especially not at the Masters in Augusta National. But that said, I just wonder about his motivation factor. If Fred Couples is three over after nine holes on Thursday morning, I just wonder uh, if he can turn it around and get back onto the leaderboard at some point over the next two days. And uh, But if he gets off to a good start, absolutely. He won uh, the Champions Tour event last week, so he's obviously hitting the ball very well. Um, he's playing in Houston this week. He, he said today that it would be his last ever uh, non-major tournament um, unless he gets some kind of sponsor's invitation back there next year or to another event. But uh, more than likely, this is his last ever non-major this week at the Shell Houston Open, and uh, it should be a good test for him going into the Masters. Well, the other big news this week is the fact that it's the first major of the year for the LPGA and, of course, uh, exclusive coverage on the Golf Channel all this week and weekend. Give us uh, your thoughts on, first of all, Yanni Sang. It looks like uh, she's walking in here and could probably play uh, with her eyes closed in terms of uh, just the competition. But what, how do you see this shaping up? Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yanni... It's sort of the entire discussion begins and ends with her right now. She's won three of the five LPGA events so far this year. She has 15 victories worldwide since last January. That's 15 in 15 months, and uh, she's just that much better than any than everybody else out there. And uh, you know, there are a few reasons why she may not get as much attention as she deserves. I, I think one main one is the fact that over the past half decade, we've seen dominance in the women's game from Annika Sorenstam, and we saw dominance in the women's game from Lorena Ochoa, and now that we're seeing dominance from Yanni Sen, uh, I think people look at it and they say, well, we've already been there, we've already done that, and, and we've seen this in the past, so it's nothing new. Uh, I think that if there was never an Annika and there was never a Lorena, 
and Yanni was doing what she's doing right now, I think she'd get a lot more attention for it uh, because uh, we hadn't seen it before, but we have. And, uh, and you know, that shouldn't belittle what she's doing, shouldn't belittle her accomplishments. And uh, like I said, it all begins and ends with her this week. From what I hear, uh, out in the desert, the, uh, the rough is uh, trampled down a little bit. It won't be as thick as it's been in the past. And for a long hitter who's not known for her accuracy, Yanni Sen has to be licking her chops going into this week because um, that, that suits her game to a T. Orlando's very own Paula Creamer going to be in the pairing with Yanni. Uh, how do you think uh, Paula will stay on that test? Uh, you know, she certainly won't be intimidated. Uh, it's probably a good pairing for her. The Pink She'll Panther. She'll shows. take it right on. Uh, it, you know, it's if nothing else, she's going to be motivated to go out there and play her best golf. And not that Paula wouldn't be motivated anyway, especially for the first major championship of the year. But, no, there's so many good players in the women's game. It's just that we wind up talking about Yanni all the time because she's the one that wins every single tournament. Uh, that said, though, you can give me Paula Creamer or Suzanne Pedersen or Nayan Choi, uh, Aimee Azado. There's so many good players out there who have played good golf so far this year. Uh, they can come up and uh, and knock out Yanni Sen and, and win this tournament. It's going to be very interesting to see. Well, we're going to get uh, wire-to-wire coverage on the Golf Channel, and you guys announced that you have a three-year TV rights extension for the Kraft Nabisco, so good for the Golf Channel. We love uh, all the coverage, and, Jason, we appreciate you spending some time with us. I know it's been a long day for you. You started out on morning drive this morning in, uh, behind the mic. I did, yeah. I did morning drive uh, from 7 to 9 this morning. Uh, then had a couple of meetings in the office, and then I actually went over to my club. And I sat on the back patio and wrote a column all overlooking the first tee this afternoon. And then I played a uh, quick 18 holes and came back and talked to you guys. So Look at this. All the, day's work. The, the, the life of a, a hard-working yeah, journalist. That's a, that's a we great love day it. right there. Where do you play out of? <laughs> I play at West Orange over in Winter Garden. Awesome. All right, Jason. Well, we appreciate you spending some time with us on the Golf Insiders, and we hope to have you on again soon. We'll see you up at Augusta, and uh, thanks for all the great work you do at the Golf Channel. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. Stay with us. We'll be right back with a wrap-up. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release at impact and increase your distance with the full-release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full-release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release, sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers, or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Golfers. 
Have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up the best hour of intelligent golf talk. And we're going to go quickly to one of our most intelligent, thoughtful guys in the business. When it comes to mind, body, Dr. Bob Winters, because we got to check in with him on a couple of things. Hey, Dr. Bob. Hey, Holly. How you doing? Hey, doing great. I've got to start off to ask you, as a psychologist, a, a mental coach, and someone who works with a lot of players, uh, one of the hot topics, of course, right now is the fact that Hank Haney's book has just come out, The Big Miss, and wanted to get your thoughts on that. And a uh, lot of controversy in terms of a lot of swing coaches coming out and saying, hey, this is sort of uh, a, um, you know, uh, abuse of client privilege, if you will, to some extent. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, being uh, a sports psychologist, you know, everything I do, you know, with my clients, my athletes, is based on confidentiality. It's based on uh, a, a sacred trust you have between professional and performer. So I think some of the things that you do, uh, I think you really have to, you know, take the higher road here. Uh, so those are the things if, if Hank Haney felt like, you know, he wanted to take that route and he wanted to go that way and he wanted to sort of, you know, set some things straight as far as, uh, in his opinion, I mean, he's entitled to do that. You know, that's, that's him. But for myself, you know, it's, it's always, we're going to take, uh, you know, client privilege and we're going to actually keep pretty thing, you know, we'll keep things, you know, uh, pretty close to the vest. I think that's just the very best policy. Well, is is that considered, you know, something that's uh, that's that is policy? Is it an unwritten rule? Uh, you know, it's the code, Holly. It's the code. Well, I, I think you know, Rich Holly. I think any time that you're you're dealing with players, and there's always a lot of sensitive issues, is that I, I think you have to recognize that. Uh, I can't speak, you know, for Hank. Uh, I've known Hank, you know, for many, many years, and uh, uh, I consider him, you know, a, a great professional. And, uh, you know, what he's done, uh, hopefully he feels good with, and I'm sure that a lot of people will you know, enjoy the book. I'm sure there will be a lot of insights, and I think it's, it's again, it's, it's one person's perspective of, of, of someone, you know, one of the greatest players in the game. So I think... It's going to be enjoyable reading. It'll be, you know, great information, but I think everyone needs to 
sort of kind of sit back and uh, we'll see what happens as we go forward. Well, it's gotten some good reviews, and I think as uh, I heard Hank on CNN last night, he just uh, asked people to read the book first before uh, before coming to conclusions. So I think we'll all be interested in, in taking a read ourselves. Uh, Let's go to Tiger and his putting on Sunday. Pretty spectacular. What uh, What are your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, that's the biggest thing. I think if you take a look, Tiger has been coming now for the last two to three months. He's been in the lead, you know, in the Abu Dhabi, in uh, Australia. He's been in contention at the Honda. Uh, he's been in contention a lot of places. And uh, I think even if you listen to his winning interview uh, after Bay Hill, the Palmer, uh, he said his putt on 15 was probably the biggest shot of the day. Uh, I had a chance to talk with Sean Foley and meet his wife, Kate, uh, as I was, you know, following a couple of my players. Uh, I was walking up to 14, and Sean and Kate were coming down the fairway and had a chance to uh, talk with Sean and uh, congratulate him on not only his success with Tiger, but with, you know, Hunter and Justin and so many players. And he said, Tiger, he said he just hit a shot on six about a 245-yard uh, three-iron that was probably the very best swing he'd seen Tiger make in, you know, two years. Uh, so when you hear Tiger talk about his putt at 15 being the shot of the day and his coach saying that the shot at six was probably the very best, biggest shot, you know, of his career in the last year and a half, it's always about the putting. It's always about that perspective. But at that time, Tiger took, and instead of just a two- or three-shot lead, I think he had a four-shot lead over Graham at that time, and, and that was a big putt because it sustained momentum. And when you're coming down the stretch of a championship, a major championship like we're going to see here at the Masters and the U.S. Open and things coming up in the next week and a couple months, is that it's always that the law of attrition is that people are starting to sort of you know step up and then fall back. By Tiger making that putt at 15, he sustained his momentum, he really solidified his lead, and he actually could move on to hole 16, 17, and 18, which with the wind, you know, blowing that day, Holly and Rich, you, you know how tough it was out there. there a three-shot lead with that type of conditions, that type of wind, it's not safe. But a, a four-shot lead, I'll tell you what, that was pretty big, and I think he felt really good about that. Great analysis, Dr. Bob. As always, we wanted to get your expert analysis uh, to wrap it up here for us at the Gulf Insiders. Dr. Bob Winners, we're going to come back to you next week, Bob, because we want to get your thoughts on the Masters. Thanks so much. Thanks to everyone tonight. We'll be back next week.